Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to wherever you are in the world listening to the Baram You podcast, episode 16, I believe. We've got a banger of an episode for you today. It is on such a sad, sad, but relevant topic that we need to discuss, which is the Tuskegee experiment, which happened in the early 1900s. We'll get into that as the show goes on. But when you're listening to this story, it will all become apparent to why I've said it's relevant. The same tactics are used, still continue to be used today, and we're seeing a lot of that happening. Uh, the show that I uploaded last week was COVID Drones and Hope, and it's been widely received very well. A lot of comments. Um, my, my biggest fan and bit too syncret commented straight away, saying that he was glad to, to hear me back, and... I really appreciate your support. Um, again, I wish BitChute would get their fingers out and put in a comment, you know, the a notification because I actually have to actively go in now and again and check if I get a comment or a like or anything like that. Um, unfortunately, BitChute don't do the notification thing and I don't know why, so if you're listening, get on it. So if I do seem to be ignoring you guys or I, I'm not, I'm just, you know, every few days I'll go in, I'll check how the... the, the the episodes coming along. <clears throat> that one was pretty chatty, but it wasn't really, you know, what I usually do is research a topic for a couple of weeks and then I'll sit down, I'll take notes, I'll watch documentaries, podcasts and things and I'll take notes as I go and then I'll sit down and I'll record an hour long episode roughly. Uh, but that one last week was just pretty much maybe half an hour of research and it was more chatty, more opinionative and more like me having a little bit of a rant and telling you guys how I feel about what's going on um, we're back to the way that I usually am uh, I've been researching the Tuskegee experiment all week listening to podcasts watching documentaries and things so it is short because this happened way way back and you know what's left over is is like the facts and what happened and you know we'll get into that but with these historical events and obviously we weren't there to experience it i do think when you look into older events it's hard to you know to get the feeling of the of what was going on at that time and and explain that also maybe the feeling of the the people at that time and the media and all the the news articles maybe we can't find them anymore maybe you know it's it's harder to talk about past history historical events unless you have really really studied it you know deep dived or or maybe you were alive then so i found it kind of hard but i've got the the crux of the, of the event and <clears throat> hopefully you guys will i'm not going to say enjoy this episode because it's really not enjoyable but it's really hard hitting to hear what what went on and there is the racial stuff which i'll talk about at the end of the show um, and I might even do a little bit of commentary in between, um, but it's it's a real hard hitting story and a factual, confirmed conspiracy, if you will. You know, a lot of these conspiracy theories are theory, but in my view, I've always said the only reason they're theory is because you're waiting for the mainstream to come out and confirm them. This one was confirmed by the mainstream. It was actually confirmed by Bill Clinton. Um, well, I mean, it was confirmed before that, but Bill Clinton came out and, you know, publicly apologised for what went on. So 
with a lot of conspiracies, to me, that's the only missing link is, is everything's there. It's all basically proven, but a lot of guys, a lot of people won't believe in it until a documentary is put out or the government actually, you know, look at it and, and admit what went on. So without further ado, here is the Tuskegee experiment. to do here on Baram U is, as you all, if you've watched my videos in the past, I like to find a mainstream article that will describe what went on on that event, on that conspiracy theory, whatever, and then I'll give you my, what I believe happened and what the conspiracy theorist view is, and it's up to you guys to, to make your own decision. So today, obviously, you know, it's a win-win on that side of things where this conspiracy theory is no longer a theory, it's fact. And it's sad, It's as I said, it's, it's disgusting what went on, but I've actually found a source here and I'm gonna read it out for you, so bear with me, there is a bit of reading here and then we'll get into you know my notes and, and my what I've found and, and a bit of my commentary. So in 1932, the USPHS, working with the Tuskegee Institute, began a study to record the natural history of syphilis. It was originally called the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male, now referred to as the USPHS Syphilis Study at Tuskegee, or the Tuskegee Experiment, which it's often used uh, when people are making videos such as this or documentaries. Um, the study initially involved 600 black men, 399 with syphilis, 201 who did not have the disease. The participants' informed consent was not collected. Researchers told the men that they were being treated for bad blood, a local term used to describe several ailments including syphilis, anemia and fatigue. In exchange for taking part in the study, the men received free medical exams, free meals and burial insurance. By 1943, penicillin was the treatment of choice for syphilis and becoming widely available, but the participants in the study were not offered treatment. In 1972, an Associated Press story about the study was published as a result. The Assistant Secretary for Health and Scientific Affairs appointed an ad hoc advisory panel to review the study. The advisor panel concluded that the study was ethically unjustified, that is, the results were disproportionately meagre compared with known risk to human subjects involved. In October 1972, 
The panel advised stopping the study a month, a month later. The Assistant Secretary for Health and the Scientific Affairs announced the end of the study. In 1973, the panel also advised the Secretary of Department of Health, Education and Welfare, HEW, not, now known as the Department of Health and Human Services, to instruct the USPHS to provide all necessarily medical care for the survivors of the study. The Tuskegee Health Benefit Program, THBP, was established to provide these services. In 1975, participants' wives, widows and children were added to the programme. In 1995, the programme was expanded to include health as well as medical benefits. The last study participant died in January 2004. The last widow receiving the THBP benefits died in January 2009. Participants, children, 10 at present, continued to receive medical and health benefits. <clears throat> Later in 1973, a class action lawsuit was filed on behalf of the study participants and their families, resulting in a $10 million out-of-court settlement in 1974. On May 16, 1997, President Bill Clinton issued a formal presidential apology for the study. So there we have it. I mean, Obviously, I'm going to go on and, and explain more, but that in itself is just a disgusting reality that, that government, you know, agencies and government healthcare programs experimented on, on African-American males and let them die horrible, horrible deaths, as you're about to hear. Um, it's just sickening. And... We'll get into it later, and you know, I'm trying to hold my tongue here, but I'm sure you already realise what I'm trying to say is that it's a, it's ringing some bells, and it will do it as we go on. But anyway, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to explain what syphilis is. So not only am I, a, and I'm, you know, a conspiracy theorist kind of show, I'm actually going to give you some, you know, knowledge on syphilis. <laughs> um, so syphilis, and I've actually got a funny story for you here. Uh, one from my childhood, I was, I'm talking probably between five and ten years of age, and I was out for a meal with my grandparents and great-grandparents, and you guys know the, the small fruit, the little yellow-looking cherry-type fruit? Well, that's called a, a physalis. Well, when I was young, and I was taught this word, you know, maybe we went back to the same restaurant, and these you know, little physalis on the side of the plate when you got a a, a dessert or a pudding. Um, I would always go, can I have your syphilis? Can I have your syphilis? And, you know, some of my great-grandparents were, like, just mortified at me saying this word. And it was just because I was getting mixed up. But just a little funny story to add in there. Um, so, syphilis, not physalis, is a sexually transmitted infection. First heard of in 1495 in Naples, Italy. Now, what happens when you contract uh, syphilis is that in the first stage, it's, it's a stage process type thing all the way leading up to possibly even 15 years later. Uh, but the first kind of thing you'll start seeing is that, well, hopefully you don't start seeing it, but in the first two to six weeks, a lesion is formed called a, sh a chancre, C-H-A-N-C-R-E. 
Usually these chakras appear near your genitals, but also can be anywhere on the body that comes into contact with someone else's chakra. Because it is very, it's it's highly contagious. Um, I'm sure maybe even like rubbing it, I don't, you know. Um, after a few weeks, the chakra will disappear on its own if left untreated. Four to six weeks later, symptoms like rashes, fevers, hair loss, weight loss, malaise and sore throats will start happening. Then they will go three weeks later and uh, different symptoms will appear. Now, this is where it goes, like from that four to six weeks later when those start happening, that can happen for three weeks and then nothing. And then three years to 15 years later, symptoms, now these are where it gets kind of serious, is symptoms such as, now it depends on which type of syphilis you have, but there are four types. Uh, Gumatius, G-U-M-M-A-T-O-U-S, cardiovascular, neuro, and meningovascular. Now, gumatius is when benign tumours can start appearing all over your body. I've seen a lot of pictures, disgusting pictures to look at, all over foreheads and faces. It can disfigure someone's face. Um, cardiovascular causes heart problems. Neuro affects the central nervous system, causing dementia, psychosis, depression, and even brain damage. And then meningovascular is the inflammation of the main arteries in the central nervous system. So really not a nice virus, illness to catch, STD. Um, yeah. So propaganda about syphilis was pushed out in Tuskegee and all over America at this time. This was so that they would catch, they would get more participants um, so the propaganda was mainly surrounding that syphilis was laying dormant in African Americans and that they would not seek treatment so this obviously caused racial tension it caused a lot of segregation and the justification was that participants would seek treatment anyway so that there was no bad karma on these on these evil evil doctors and nurses that were treating these you know, patients that had syphilis, but they were treating them with useless drugs or treating them with this, with drugs for their symptoms and not for the illness itself. But their, their ju justification in their mind, and I've talked about these secret societies and evil people believing in karma and believing that karma can affect uh, reincarnation or what happens to them after life. Well, their justification is that these African-American men who had syphilis weren't seeking out uh, medical health. So if they didn't do anything about it, why should we? That was their, their mindset. Um, so they set out to get participants but couldn't get any until they offered free healthcare, meals, uh, the burial um, costs covered and things, which we'll, we'll talk about later on. Um, employing this is also key here, employing an African-American woman to gain the trust of the participants. Her name was Eunice Rivers, or Eunice Rivers, E-U-N-I-C-E Rivers. Now, we'll be talking more about her later on as well, but, you know, it's the same tactics they use. They get a familiar face or a friendly face. You know, this was a black, um, a black woman, an African-American woman, who they used to 
make these participants feel at ease and comfortable with sharing what was going on in their, in their personal lives with their, you know, their their syphilis, what, what kind of symptoms they were having and things. So as I said, 600 participants were used, 399 with syphilis, 201 without. To stop raising the suspicions, the 201 that didn't have were given useless drugs as well. The 399 were also given useless placebo drugs or given drugs to help with the symptoms, not the illness itself. Haven't heard that one before. The subjects were only needed for a few blood tests every few years. It was their actual dead body that would have provided the most scientific value. So this was a problem that they had to solve. How do you get someone to donate their body post-death? Especially when you're treating them and you're clearly going to fail. If you're treating someone but you're not, you know they're going to die, how are you going to get that person to then trust you enough to donate your, your body to them? So this is when they introduced the $50 burial cost and then added a further $25 a year incentive to stay in the study. Just sickening. It's so evil. Oh, so insidious. Now here's another one that shocked me. With World War II, a lot of the test subjects were then available for the draft and had their applications blocked because to join the military they would have had needed to go undergo a full medical and would have been told all about them having syphilis. They didn't want that. So these evil doctors and nurses, you know, reached out and told the military, the, the army, the, the people, that these people were, in, were undertaking a syphilis experiment and they, they couldn't be pulled up, they couldn't be, they couldn't join. Just evil. Um, so the, the beginning of the end, in 1969, a CDC panel met to discuss and the continuation of this experiment. And although one doctor pushed for the ceasing of the study, uh, the study was allowed to continue, collecting samples from the living and carrying out autopsies on the dead. Peter Buxton, epidemiologist, always struggle with that word, a public health employee and turned whistleblower, he was hired in 1965 to interview STD sufferers and as part of his duties stumbled across the Tuskegee, Tuskegee experiment. Sorry, He was disgusted by this and made a formal complaint to his superiors only to be shut down. He did so again in 1968 and again was un unsuccessful. It wasn't until 1972 when Buxton revealed his findings to a Gene Heller when this led to publications being written into the newspapers which caused public outrage and ultimately closed down the experiment. The investigation focused on whether penicillin and informed consent were used because they were not the study they were not the study was if they were not the study was deemed unethical and unjustified and they weren't we know that the study was officially ended in 1973 however only 74 of the original participants had survived of the original 399 positive cases 28 had died of syphilis 100 had died of related complications 40 of their wives had also been infected and hear this 19 children that were born were born with syphilis so the, these people have a lot of blood in their hands um, needless to say this was a disgusting result 
and also I need to add that these were also just estimations because we can't confirm obviously we don't know the sex lives of these people if they you know had sexual intercourse with more people that ended up with syphilis and maybe were moved states or whatever like we just don't know so it's a very sober in fact these figures are disgusting and hard to hear but it might have been way more probably was way more as many of as 13 peer review publications were carried out during the experiment with many being co-authored by by nurse Eunice Rivers so that's how it that's how it works guys you know people going to the boards and panels and and saying things and being shut down peer review publications being carried out but being co-authored by the people that are doing the evil you know it's it's these type of things that when I when I'm talking about conspiracy when I break it down like this people are they're understanding but when you hear like those bullet points those tinfoil hat sounding you know conspiracy theories that they want us all you all to believe that this is what we all believe in but when you boil it down to this stuff it's corruption and it's evil and it does go on so just have a little bit of a you know the next time you, you talk to a conspiracy theorist think about it you know and and you conspiracy theorists who are doing the pushing you know try and think of a way that you can boil it down easier simplify it you know we've all seen movies we all see the evil and the things that happen in movies that, that stuff's real 100 percent real you know the, the cia and hollywood work together to put films out to you know to brainwash us first of all but also to desensitize us to things that happen in the real world and you know there's a there's a documentary i forget the name of it where uh ex stuntman who had a horrible accident ended up in a wheelchair came out and whistle blew on the cia hollywood connections and and what they do and, and how they do it so if you guys want that if i don't put it in the notes of the show because i am forgetful please feel free to reach out and i'll I'll get I'll get you that documentary because it is really worth a watch. Um, a case was filed by a Mr. Fred Gray for one point eight billion dollars for the victims of this experiment. Needless to say, this never went to court, but was later settled out of court for ten million dollars, netting the victims with approximately between twenty thousand dollars and forty thousand dollars plus free medical health care. Nowhere near where they should have what they should have been given 1.8 billion down to 10 million oh man so that's that's it that's pretty much what i've got for you um it's up to you guys you want to look into it more i think i've covered pretty much everything you need to know and um, the cdc were also involved in this um and and that's what i want to go on to say i'm sure you've realized the things i'm talking about are they happening in today's world you know what's going on with covid the same tactics I believe are happening, you know. I haven't actually looked into this one, but I hear a lot about the AIDS uh, pandemic in the 1980s. I believe Fauci was involved with that, and his nickname around about that time, and still to this day, people still call him the Hitler of AIDS because he withheld information that would have saved hundreds of thousands of people's lives. It's the same tactics, the same stuff, because they know it works. Why change it if it doesn't work? History repeats itself. You've heard that before. Why change these tactics? You know, even I've got down here using familiar faces to push the narrative. Nurse, Nurse Rivers, Bill Gates, Greta Thunberg. You know, they're no experts, but they're used because they're a familiar face. They're, they've maybe spent a lot of money 
I know Bill Gates spent a lot of money um, trying to get his um, uh, in the media. He wasn't a very well-liked person back in the, the early 90s, but he spent a lot of money and, and was part of some advertising campaigns to boost the, his profile. And Greta Thunberg, I mean, the, the, the nice young girl, ponytail, yeah, the pigtails, you know, it's it's all to to appeal to your better sense, you know. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Lady Gaga, these celebrities, musicians, film stars, they use them to push narratives because you you guys, some of you guys, maybe idolize these people, and you're more likely to follow what they do, you know. Um, the racial stuff <clears throat> I want to talk about. I often poke fun at the the liberals, the SJWs. This show is probably being watched by more liberals than than any of my other shows, you know, because there is a victim and it's a, a minority victim here, and there, again, I'm I'm fully on board with that. The black African men here were treated disgustingly, and I want justice for them. And that's what I'm, what what I want to get across is. I want the best for everyone. I don't care what your skin colour is. I don't care what your sex is. I don't care what your sexuality is. I want everyone to have the best life possible. This life that we are in is hell, in my opinion. The world is set up around us to keep us down, to keep us poor, to keep us suckling on the teat of government. And that doesn't matter if you're white or you're black or you're gay or you're straight or you're man or you're woman. It doesn't matter. To me, I want us all to join and unite and not be divided by this stuff. But yes, this stuff targeted black American African males and it will pull at the heartstrings of these leftists and liberals. But what I want you all to also to know is this wasn't me, this wasn't white men and it normally isn't. It's not white, it's not black. It's government, it's people with power. They want you to believe that you and I are enemies, that we are the problem, and we're not. The people like Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Boris Johnson, all these people, it's not because they're white what they're doing, it's because they have privilege, they have power. They are part of what I believe secret societies. They have a sort of religious belief system in fact, it is a religious belief system. And it is because of those indoctrines that we will go into in further shows that they are carrying out these evil acts. It's not the average white person or the average black person that's the problem. You see it here in the Tuskegee experiment that people in high positions of power were, were knowingly carrying out these experiments on people. And do you think that these have all stopped? Do you think that this has stopped? We know now this is confirmed. We know about the 1955 to 1975 MKUltra program where they did the same thing to um, the military, gave them high doses, lethal doses of LSD to wipe their brains, to control their minds. There's nothing more... You know, they, they talk about these government studies and, and experiments being shut down. I don't believe they do. Or if they are shut down, they're still using the findings. 
we all know there's confirmed conspiracies. These two, the Gulf of Tonkin, the, the JFK one where he was asked to bomb his own people in order to have an excuse to go to war with Cuba. And he said no, ultimately. did it Was it that that got him killed? We'll, we'll, we'll look into that further down the line. But there are confirmed conspiracies that are no longer theories. And I want you to think about that. And I also want you to think about what's going on today in today's world. Because I'm I'm of the belief that it's the same people, although obviously obviously not the exact same people, because obviously this was the nineteen thirties and a lot of them will be dead by now, but it's the same people with the same group with the same mindset, the same beliefs, eugenicists evil, evil people. Now, what I'll leave you here with is an apology video from Bill Clinton. And this is just what I mean. They can just put out an apology and say, look, this wasn't us. This was the government of, of the 1930s. But like what I've just said, I don't believe it ends there. So I'll leave you with this video. And I hope you take all this on board and you realise that this stuff goes on and still goes on in my opinion. And it will continue in the future. And we need to stop relying on groups of people, men, you know, groups like QAnon, men like Donald Trump. We need to stop relying on these people to save us. A lot of people are seeing through the evil of the world, but they're waiting on someone to save them. This is why I push, you know, off-grid living, looking after number one. Take yourself out of this system. Now, I don't mean commit suicide before anyone's watching. Hillary, I'm fine. I love my life. I don't want to commit suicide. But what I'm saying is take yourself out of the system. I did a great episode on the straw man. A lot of that stuff is key you know you don't have to live like a a gypsy out of a caravan you can you can get a plot of land get a lot of people build a house on it get a caravan get a tiny home take yourself out of this matrix that they have built where you have to comply and submit to their demands and mandates and all these evil corruption that goes on around us so guys I'm going to hit the video. Uh, I'm, I'm lost for words on the, you know, I hope you didn't enjoy this episode, but I hope you take a lot from it. Um, it's It's been quick, it's been short, but it's been important to talk about this one. George Key is represented by... I'm saddened today to think of those who did not survive and whose families will forever live with the knowledge that their death and suffering was preventable. Mr. President... What was done
cannot be undone. But we can end the silence. We can stop turning our heads away. We can look at you in the eye and finally say on behalf of the American people, what the United States government did was shameful and I am sorry. What's going on in today with these shots and I refuse to say vaccines is that a lot of African Americans are refusing to get them because of what went on. They know that their people back in the 1930s, possibly grandparents, went through this and they're shot hesitant. They're hesitant of taking these shots. So a lot of these leftist liberals that I'm seeing on my social media and seeing in the media pushing them and saying disgusting things about people that are unvaccinated, um, we should just leave them to die. Think about it, guys. Think about it. The cognitive dissonance, the hypocrisy from the left, knowing fine well, or maybe they don't know, about the Tuskegee experiment. But your people that you often, you know, push and like to spread awareness about, and quite rightfully so, we all should be, are being demonized and having their freedoms taken away because they are hesitant, because they lived through this tragedy. And you're pushing that. So just think about it. Think before you speak. There are people with illnesses that cannot get these shots. There are people after one shot receiving, uh, having myocarditis, which is a known side effect, and not being allowed to get the second and third, but still having their rights and freedoms taken away. Come on, guys, wake up. Because if you don't, we're headed into a really scary time. 2022 is going to be a scary year. And I'm sorry, guys, but it needs to be talked about. Freedoms are being taken. If you give government this amount of power, it's never going to end well. Uh, please like, share, comment more than, more importantly. I love when you comment. Um, I'm not interested in likes and shares. If you want to, yes, with this episode, probably the emphasis should be on the share because a lot of people need to hear about this um, disgusting experiment. Um, but when you comment, I love it because ask me questions, I'll try my best to answer them and you might learn me something, you know, we can all help each other here, but guys, it, this is needs to get out there. So I'll be uploading this probably tomorrow, tomorrow night. Um, I'm working tomorrow. Uh, it's Saturday night. I've got my lemon ginger tea, as you can hear my throat's on and off. <clears throat> I'm sure you're hearing that all over. A lot of people can't get rid of the, the phlegmy, you know, and that is what happens in the flu seasons. Anyway, I'm digressing. I'm going to end it there before I go on another rant. But it's been well. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. And uh, what I always say at the end of my episodes, turn off your TVs. Baram you. Baram you. To your dream, your wish, your plan be true. Shape be true. Baram you.